Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Adam. Um, Adam is an Air Force guy who puts lots and lots of hours into the Souls games. He is a huge fan. He also spends a lot of time creating and thinking about his top or least favorite list, uh, whether it's bosses or areas or what have you. You'll hear a lot of that in this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. discover the souls games at all right uh, i graduated high school in 2011 so it was around that time i don't know what month or anything and growing up i usually only played sports games i never really dole delved into rpgs or anything like that the only other series maybe i ever played was halo growing up just because everyone was into halo at that time um but my cousin he loves those type of games. So he told me that this game called Dark Souls had come out and he's just like, dude, you have to try this. And I'm like, I was like, well, what's it? What is it? And he's like, oh, it's like medieval. It's, you know, it's, it's dragons and stuff like that. But he's like, he's like, and it's really, really fun. And he was like being sarcastic. So I was just like, is this some type of like, is he trying to mess with me or whatever? He's like, he, I was like, he's like, I, I think something's going on. So I was like, I was like, he's like, no, you need, you just need to come over and try it. He's like, you'll love it. And I was like, and I had never really been into RPGs before. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, go over there. And he gives me the controller. I don't remember what class I start off with. I, it had to be like the night or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I was fine getting to like, I mean, the scrawny enemies were fine, but, you know, <laughs> oh, get in there and I just see this big, fat, thick asylum demon. And I'm like, at first, I obviously didn't know what it was, but I'm just like, I have to beat this. And he's like, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, this is so unrealistic. Like, this isn't realistic. Like, this is the, this game's stupid. And I tried for about an hour and I was just like, I can't. Like, how do people have fun playing these types of games? But um, just, I think it was like two or three months after that, I just, I was mad. I, I, they were making fun of me. My buddies were just like poking <laughs> fun. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like, screw you guys. So I bought the game and about, it took me, my first playthrough of DS1 probably took me about, mm, I'd say about 90 hours, which, you know, usually I hear about 60, 70, but. But if you weren't um, like if you're if you weren't coming from video games, not that that really helps because Dark Souls control style is usually like the big stumbling block at the beginning for everybody. Um, yes, but especially if you weren't like used to playing RPGs or dealing with like a stat system or anything like that, then I, no, I, I had was... no idea. And then my buddy's like, <laughs> and then you know, oh god, and then Giant Dad stuff came out, and I'm like, I like watching people play all the time, so I like watching mm-hmm. speedrunners and stuff like that, and people stream their first playthroughs. I love watching that stuff because I love seeing people's like first reactions to bosses or themes or stuff like that. But like, I just can't like get over like um, losing my train of thought. But um, 
You were saying uh, like the giant dad stuff came out, and then yeah, yeah, that all that all that stuff came out, and I'm just like I'm I was a huge lore guy, so like being a Star Wars nerd and a Lord of the Rings nerd, I love all that stuff. Like stuff, I don't get me wrong, I love the movies and stuff, but like reading about the characters and books and getting more in depth to those stuff. So reading from these item descriptions and stuff, I was like, how do you piece this story together? I'm like, what is going on? Like I have no idea. Like in my first playthrough when. Framped about scared the shit out of me. I, <laughs> <laughs> like I like I just started swinging, and I'm like, oh, is this? Oh, this isn't a boss. Like I'm like, um, I'm surprised it didn't trigger him. But I was just like, oh my god, scared the crap out of me. And I didn't even know. And it's just how in depth those games are. Like I was just like, just they're so in depth. Like multiple playthroughs, I still find new stuff. Like it's uh it's it's very insane like how just deep that game goes um i'm I'm curious like you got out of you like you you started the game and you like the asylum demon was overwhelmingly like scary but um how long did it take you do you think before you finally had your your sea legs under you so to speak like how long did it take you to realize like oh uh, get play the game? yeah um after Anne orlando after the pikachu and snorlax fight uh yeah that was after i felt like i had it down there because mm-hmm. Um, I had, I did a character that got to Anne Orlando and, you know, the Silver Knight Archers University messed me up pretty bad. So I was just like, I'm going to have to redo a character. So and I got to Anne Orlando with that character. I can't remember so far back. I remember Bloodborne and DS3 characters thoroughly, but um, got to Ornstein and Smo, And, you know, just for some reason, like Gaping Dragon, like pissed me off with his charge. But I wasn't getting for some reason, you know, I was I don't know why, but I wasn't getting like pissed off at Ornstein and Smo because mm-hmm. my buddy was telling me like these games are tough but fair. So I was like, yeah. I had to just have that in my head. I don't really usually get mad at these games. Like my reaction is like, you know, when you die to a boss, like over and over, especially like when Frida, when I thought I had Frida down in the second phase. And, you know, it gives you the slab and you're just like, all right, that wasn't that bad. And then she rises up and you're like, okay, from soft, like you're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a three phase boss fight Miyazaki. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I was like, and then I just got wrecked. But, um, Ornstein and Smo, after Ornstein and Smo, um, that's when I felt like the game wasn't, I thought the the game was done. Like, I thought, I thought I had beat the game. And then I was like, <laughs> no. Wait, there's more. <laughs> I was like, what? And I can't. And then um, I didn't really have much trouble. Like, I still didn't beat any of the bosses on the first try. The rest of the boss, like Four Kings and stuff like that, I think. But no boss, I had more than like 10 or 15 tries. But I got to Gwyn. And it, still in these games today, if, if except for Bloodborne, because you have to learn how to parry. If my life, if somebody had a gun against my head and they're like, you have to just parry this regular enemy from like High Wall Lothric, I can't do it. Like my life, I can't. Like, I don't know why. I've tried multiple shields. I don't know what it is. Like, I'm just the worst human being at parrying. <laughs> so I'm just like, so when I got to Gwyn, I'm just like, this dude does not stop. I'm like, and I got, I was like furious. I was like, just anger building up inside so when i finally beat him that was awesome but and then like that you know but i love gwen's fight just because like you think you're gonna get this whole like grandiose i don't know the word music Mm -hmm. and you know it's the end boss and and it's just this like depressing piano and you're like what the it's like it's just like garman's like theme which is probably my favorite theme in the whole series but it's just like you could, if if I just showed my I showed my dad who's not even into video games 
Garman's theme because he loves music. I was mm-hmm. like, what would you think about from a character standpoint? Like, who would be behind the song? And he's like, probably some depressed old guy. Nailed it. <laughs> I was like, sweet. I was like, it's like, it's like, it builds up. It's like depressing. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, but it builds the fight. And that's what I love about the series is I, I'm a huge fan of the music, especially the boss fights. But uh, yeah, DS1 um, was, is super special. I'm curious, like you said, um, you, you said like you were a big lore guy, like in that first original playthrough, uh, how long did it take you to start picking up on the story? Because like for me personally, it wasn't until much, much later that I started like picking up clues. And then by, by then, like Vadi had been out. Right. And I was like, oh, OK, this is what this is what. <laughs> yeah. Once Vadi came out, because everyone, you know, had theories and stuff like that. Well, Solaire's, you know, Gwen's you know, firstborn and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, well, I was trying to, there was like little things I think we all knew, but we didn't know the grand scheme of what was going on, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, Vadi came out and just, it's like, oh, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. I obviously was way off on every prediction that I had. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I was like, but and he and even if he has a theory, he makes it sound like it's a fact. And a dude's got like a godlike voice, so it's just like I guess I'm just gonna agree with this dude. So um, yeah, but like I'm all my YouTube subscriptions. I'm not even lying. Are just Dark Souls related. It's like they're just. Dark Souls. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like it's no, just, no, my, it's I, like, I, no. I'm laughing because I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Like back in like, that time, was, like 2012, it was nothing but Dark Souls YouTube. So that's, that's the only thing that I watched on I'm YouTube. Still like on that. Like it's just like okay, I watched Distortion Two for his speed running. Like I watch Indie Mouse with his Dark Souls Stones Part Two or whatever. I watch Vadi. I watch Ashen Hollow. I watch. Anybody you can say, I like, I, I am, I'm subscribed to them and I just list, you know, Mitch L like everybody, like I listen to all those people. And, uh, so like every day I have to watch like three or four videos and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, it feels like this is a task now. Cause I have like 12 videos I have to watch, but I'm just, <laughs> love the series so much, but, uh, yeah. So DS one was one of, uh, it's hard for me to like say if DS one's my favorite, but mm-hmm. because, you know, mostly, you know, from what I've heard from your podcast, it's usually the first game. Um, it's, it's pretty much how it goes. Like, there's some there's some objective people out there that are like, okay, like I, I started with demons, but I can definitely see like Dark One for the for the world, or some people and I love Bloodborne for the combat. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not picky when it comes to you know certain things. Like some fans, mm-hmm. you know, are picky. Like this should have happened. This should have this. I don't like this. I'm never picky with that certain situations. Like I think there's so many. There's just way too many good boss fights in DS3. Um, that's just my opinion. Because um, I mean, like. I made a list of like my, when I was a kid, like growing up, my favorite thing to do for some reason, I still love it is making rankings and like listings. It's like, you know, top 10, whatever, top 25, you know, top themes, top bosses, top hardest bosses, favorite music themes, favorite character in the series. Just like, so that's why I started doing questionnaires on Reddit because I love hearing, like you like hearing people's story. You know, I I do too from the standpoint of like, you know, certain things or you come up with creative questions. Like, I'm just sure like, you know, you ask, you know, some of the, some of the best questions. So I look at my list and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's the top 10 is like heavily DS three. <laughs> my favorite story is bloodborne, but Ludwig is the highest on that list, but he comes in at number seven and it's like, Oh, well, you know, and I, I'm always, I, they move around all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, all the bosses, but I love doing those lists, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, 
DS3 is up there for me. Um, Bloodborne's up there for me. It can change every day. I uh, my love my girlfriend to death. She's getting me a PS3 so I can play Demon Souls. She's just like, just don't talk to me about it. I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> so, I'm like, she's like, just do your podcast today. Like, God, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I've been waiting for this for like a year. Okay, get off my back. Like, I'm excited, but I don't get to talk to many people about this. So especially in the military, like like I'll talk sports with anybody any day, but like yeah. they talk like I only have like one buddy at work who uh talks Dark Souls with me and like we nerd out and people are like, What in the hell is going on? <laughs> it's weird it because seems- I mean Dark Souls three has is is such a mainstream game now compared to yes. Demons and, and Dark One. Like it's you know, I think six million copies have been sold now. Like, and, God, that's insane. Which is, yeah, it's crazy. For, and then it, for people to still be like, what are you talking about? Like, I, and I'm like, dude, that's like one of the most popular game franchises <laughs> at this point. Like, for better or for worse, like this thing has taken off like a bullet. So like, it has. And it's, I, it, I think it's great, you know, for the series. Some people don't like, you know, that it's mainstream now and it's maybe changed a few things. But for me, it's, I think it's good. Like, you know, do I want a Bloodborne 2? I don't know. Um, but, you know, if they make it, I'm not going to not buy it on the first day. Like I'll be there. Like did I'll buy it the second it's available. Um, so yeah, I was, we'll see at E3, but I don't think anything's going to happen. That's just my opinion. But, yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do announce. I don't think Bloodborne 2 is going to be it. Bloodborne, uh, think, cart, oh, Bloodborne cart racing. That's what I saw. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the, <laughs> that's confirmed. Confirmed. I saw that on Twitter this week. Confirmed. Just, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll be Lady Maria. I think, uh, I, I don't know. The, I, I was just like, imagine like you have like a Mario Kart N64, like where it has like eight players you can choose from. And I was like, you could be like Ludwig would be like Bowser type or it's like, this would be so, <laughs> it's like, oh, it'd be fun. Uh, my friend Nikki, who's been on the show a couple of times now, yes. um, she she just sent me a, a video yesterday. Um, she just DM'd me and said, "My brother sent me this with no tech, with no with no context, with no text, just just a video." And it's a uh, it's a Drift Souls. Have you seen this? You probably have. If Drift Souls. Yeah, um, it's it's insane. It's literally like some dude like driving around a cart in Dark Souls. <laughs> it is so insane and, and weird looking. I'll uh. <laughs> I'll definitely put it in the show notes, and uh, but I'll, I'll text it to you right now so you can take a look at it after we after we record, just in case you haven't seen it. But uh, it's it's nuts. That's one of the things that I really really like about Dark Souls is it inspires this weird creativity. Like, you oh, get it's the, ridiculous! You get these super serious lore videos that like Vadi does, <laughs> and you get these super serious, you know, like Aegon and uh, Jerks yes. on Frontier. Those guys both like do super serious, like studious work because those guys are like academics in their normal Top lives. Notch, like yeah, and and then you get. <laughs> and then you get stuff like Drift Souls on the complete opposite <laughs> in the end of the spectrum. Like, it's just so weird and crazy how this stuff works out. It's awesome. The, the series, like, I love the community so much. I mean, you do have, you know, every gaming community has its, you know, few people. But, I mean, like, few bad people. But other than that, like, the community is so funny. Like, I mean, some of my invasions in DS3, like, I try to make people laugh. That's my, like, goal. Like, I don't care if I just get wrecked in, like, 15 seconds. I'm going to create a build. That's going to make somebody laugh like that. I love doing that. So like, I'll just put a loincloth on, make sure like I'm hollowed as hell and I'll go to like pontiff, right? Right outside mm-hmm. Pontiff's fight. I'll get the pickaxe and I'll just start swinging at the building. And this guy invaded me and he like, he's like so confused. He's like, you know, thinking maybe he's going to get jumped or something like that. No, I'm just, you know, going to town on this, you know, building with a pickaxe <laughs> and he just looks at me and he's like, and he applauds first. And then he like, you know, uh, 
pulls out his whip and starts whipping me. I'm like, this is so bad. This is so bad. <laughs> oh, that's and terrible. He, he messages me. He's like, this is the greatest experience I've ever had in a Souls game. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, this is so bad. But I was like, you know, I just creating like fun builds or just unrealistic builds. Like I, my one buddy's like, try to win a match with the fume ultra great sword and Leto's great hammer. I'm like, that, how am I going to do that? Like, yeah, that's ne- <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to see where the communities came from. Especially like I watched Vadi's prepare to cry oratorius video the other day. And I'm like, you know, his mic works got better. It's just, it, it's just, oh, yeah, I, absolutely. You know, I, I like congratulations to him on his like 1 million. That's awesome. But like to see like where everything's came from is just unbelievable. It's it's pretty impressive to be honest with you. Like just the the way that this cottage it cottage industry and to re- and remember like it's only been almost six years since Dark Souls One came out. Like exactly. if you want to if you want to start from Demon Souls, which had some of this, but really Dark Souls One kicked it off. That was back in two thousand nine. So only eight years, eight like, years, man. With these five like huge, complicated, interconnected games that are just outstanding, and like and with all of the extra DLC that they've released for every single game. Like even if you don't particularly like the DLC for Dark Souls Three, it's still huge. Like and that's oh, still complicated. Yes, yes, and it, I actually like it's just love insane to me. DLC. The DLCs are my favorite part of the game. Um, my my cousin, we you know we argue about certain things, and uh, he's a huge, huge, huge DS DS three Dark Souls. He he couldn't get into Bloodborne. And I get really mad at him. I'm like, you need to try again. Like, and he's the one that was getting me in Dark Souls, and I'm now trying to get him because I was Xbox guy all along, and I bought a PS4 just for Bloodborne, and it, it was the greatest purchase ever because you know now i you know exclusives you know the playstation exclusives um near automata or near automata however you pronounce it that was mm-hmm. a fantastic game i didn't think i was gonna like that game but that was absolutely amazing music is just i think on par with souls born it's uh, um i actually I, I think it's far superior to most of the yeah, souls music it's outside so of amazing demon souls um like I when you finished... get to the resistance camp i, I just didn't oh, yeah. leave i was like this song is amazing oh my god that uh, I don't think this is a spoiler because we're just talking about music. But the very first boss you get to when they start chanting, yes. "This must not continue. This must not continue," uh, and yes. then it just kind of builds and builds and builds, and it happens again of like, "We will be gods. We will be gods." Um, that game was amazing, and I'm like, this has so much replayability. Like, because I play like a few more games, and it's just like, uh, eh, I'm not gonna pick it up anymore. But uh, like Neo, oh god, I don't know what i say about neo like i was so hyped up for neo and i just like it feels like it's the same enemies everywhere um i i just i don't know like some people love it and i i like it some from standpoints but i was really disappointed in neo mm-hmm. uh, just because you know i wanted like i was like oh my god japanese samurai dark souls this is so like awesome because i was in japan my first two years in Okinawa, Japan. I wasn't mainland Japan, but I got to go to Tokyo. I didn't get to meet Mr. Miyazaki, but uh, <laughs> like I wanted to I, like, just go oh, knock on the door and be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm here." <laughs> I was like, "I got one question, sir." I was like, "No." Um, but in Japan, like, I met a few Japanese people that would come into work, to, you know, to get whatever they needed, and uh, one guy was wearing a Solaris shirt, and uh, I was like, "I said, praise it." But I, cause I didn't know praise it in Japanese. So I'm just like, praise it. And he actually turned around and he's like, praise the sun and his Japanese accent broken English thing. And I'm like, I was like, that is, that just made my whole day. And I was like, <laughs> this is like, and it's cool to see like, you know, the, and, uh, he, he knew his English wasn't bad. So he told me, you know, 
the Japanese look at Dark Souls a lot different than we do. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it's just like, uh, it's more of like the people that really love that game in Japan. It's like a religion to them. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, because I thought I loved the game that much. But I've never, uh, you know, I've played, you know, it being in that region, if I ever got summoned, it was most of the time it was Japanese people or Koreans or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, I didn't understand a word they were saying. But, uh, it was interesting um, uh, being in that time zone and talking to the Japanese about the game as well, which was cool. Did you um, you mentioned like doing PvP and doing matches and stuff? Did you get into that with Dark Souls One, or did, was that did I that come with later games? I didn't. I didn't. Which I like now. I regret, but because uh, I just didn't. I don't know why. I just didn't. Um, I, maybe I was just so obsessed with the story and like the bosses. Like I wanted to fight Nardo Night Artorius. Like I wish there was just a refight button. Like I <laughs> know. Like, like, Bonfire like, aesthetics in Dark Souls One, please. <laughs> like when he yes, and I was like, uh, there's so many mechanics in DS2 that I love, but he was just like, please, like just please let me fight Artorius again. Like even when he killed me, I was like, I couldn't get mad because his fight was so it was difficult, but it was just like I said, it's so fair. Like it's not. And he's, but he's so erratic. Like he's just all over the place, Artorius is. But he's fluid but erratic. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like that fight I think still holds up today like so well. Like there's you know a few fights in DS1 that are you know aren't as hard as they used to be now. So You know I can run through DS1 pretty fast. But um, I've been doing a lot of Artorius lately because um, me and my friend Patty were doing some like Soul Level 1 PvP stuff. And uh, I at the end of it we had the idea of like man it'd be awesome if we could get three or four people into the dark souls one arena and um because the arena actually does work as long as you know how to work it but to get there you have to meet artorius so i was like okay well i this is it should be pretty easy like it's not gonna be that complicated i have died like 50 times to artorius in my soul <laughs> level one build erratic is a good is a good thing like you just never quite know like he has several moves where he does the flip is the one that gets me all the time because I think he's going to do three every time. Every and he'll single do time. <laughs> one or he'll do two, and then he does a spin move, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it's really hard not to get greedy, and that's what's happened to me several times. Is I got, I've gotten him down to a sliver of HP, and, and this isn't just Artorias. This is literally every single Soulsborne boss, but yes. uh, you, you get him down to that sliver of HP, and then I'm playing it safe, and I'm like, oh, I can definitely hit him. And it, oh, no, he just did the second flip. Oh, and there's the third flip. <laughs> Like the bosses are so, Oh, I love like Artorius. Um, like we were, me and my cousin were doing our top 10. Cause he was like, Oh, good, you know, good luck on the podcast tomorrow. I was like, Oh yeah, thanks. He's like, Oh, here's my top 10, his top 10 favorite bosses and toughest bosses, you know, are way different. And then mm-hmm. most of my favorite bosses are like the tough bosses. So like, I love, I don't, I know, I know, he's brutal if you summon, but I love Madeir. I, I don't know why really? I love Madeir. I don't like, I kept summoning, you know, at first and like, cause I have four characters. I have a sorcerer. I have a, on DS3, I have a sword. I have it on both consoles. I'm not stupid. <laughs> so I <laughs> have like, I own I dark souls one on like five different places. Oh, I'm just ways, like, what so am I doing? I'm like, I'm like, cause my Xbox guy, he is at 530 hours. And then like, I have four other characters have about 30 hours in DS3. It's so dumb. Like, I'm just like, so I got a sorcerer, a pyro guy, a night soul there, you know, lightning faith build. And then I got, my all out melee dude who has every weapon in the game, every shield in the game. And I thank the people from like the pumper thing from Reddit. This one guy, 
I was like, dude, if you give me every weapon in the game, I'll pay you. And he's like, okay, cool. And I was like, he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, just if you just can give me every weapon in the game, that'd be so awesome. So I, I messed with like different builds and stuff like that, but I love the Madeir fight. Um, and then I found out, oh, if you're just by yourself, it's, if you know how to dodge, it's not, it's way easier. Cause you know, I was usually summoning three people and I'm like, oh my God, the fight takes like four more minutes longer. Like, yeah. And if Madeira, like, that's the thing. If you're close to him, he never usually pulls off that laser attack. But, like, if, if you got four people running around, like, with their chickens, with their heads cut off, not knowing where to go, like, everyone's just like, oh, my God, let's, oh, my God, he's about to fly. And then, like, he just locks onto one person. And then you're on the other side of the map and you get the laser right to the face. I'm like, oh. But I loved Madeira. Um, he was my number five on my list. But, like, I love all the tough bosses that just beat me down. Except for Orphanicos. I don't want to talk about my experience with Orphanicos. But. Oh, no, well, now we have to because that's probably <laughs> my favorite boss in the series. So oh, curious. God! <laughs> oh, like, first, if I, we're talking just first playthrough. Um, toughest, like, you know, how many tries first playthrough? Because mm-hmm. I can't parry. Pontiff's number two. No, like, nobody else is even close. My number three, four, and five, I don't even know because these two were, like, so high up in tries. Like usually it's like 10 to 15 tries just for most bosses. Like some it's like just five, like a crystal sage took me two tries, like a, uh, let's say like, a I don't know. The demon princess only took me, I think four. It's just, they had, I didn't think they were gonna have that much health. Um, what was it about orphan of cause that you had difficulty with? Oh my good Lord. Just like, because when you walk into his arena, I think it's the democracy that said it best. It, it like, it's a false sense of security because it's so big that, that, that arena is so big and you're like, Oh my God, look at all the room I have. Like, Oh, that's who I'm fighting. Like he's scrawny. And then, you know, he just flies at you. Like a, like he said, like a flying squirrel on acid. Like he's just like, like roided up, like just ridiculous. And I'm like, who, what? And I'm like, Oh, like I think I didn't get him to half health to like my 30th try or something like that. And I just kept, and I hadn't fought Lawrence yet. So I was like, I know you can go fight Lawrence. So I fought Lawrence. That took me about 15 to 20 tries, but I finally got him down and I was just dreading. Like, I was just like, it was like, you know, play some, like play some sad music in the background. Like a camera zooming in on me as I'm just staring at my PS4. Cause I don't want to start it up. Cause orphan is just mocking me in my head. I'm just like, Oh my God. But it, I think orphan took me 84 tries, 84, <laughs> 84 tries. 84 and I still have the video on Facebook. I beat him and I had like literally where it's like you have no health left, no mm-hmm. blood vials left and I there was like a quarter of his health left and you know you just get in that zone where you're not yeah, even, yeah. and I I beat him. I literally cuz I was in the dorms at Kadena Air Base. I literally took my shirt off. I don't know why my first reaction was to take my shirt off. Like I've never reacted this way to a boss ever. Like I took my shirt off. And you're not supposed to do this in a military dorm, pretty much. Like, it's like 2 a.m., right? Take my shirt off. I dead sprint outside to the smoke pit, and I'm just screaming. I'm like, you know, major obscenities, like, F you, Orphan of Cause. Like, <laughs> get, out of, get out of here, Miyazaki. Your boss, is, your boss design was trash, just even though I love it. But I was just like, I was like, you got nothing. 84 tries. Get out of here. Like, it, it was just brutal because he's just so – he hits like a truck. He's so fast. Um, I love the theme too. Awesome theme. So underrated. It doesn't get much praise. You know, I love that. Um, I love the way that it 
you, you talked about German and I think um, Orphan of Cause is like the evolution of the German fight in both terms of yes. like mechanics and also like the music involved because the way that that music swells when it changes in the middle, when it goes into a second phase and the way that his like screaming at you increases oh, dramatically God. and plays into the music is just so great. Like there's You're some giving of the me PTSD <laughs> so bad. That's, that's really when it, it's why it's one of my favorite fights. Like it's just so intense and you never, it's, I think it's in my top 15. He's my number 13 ranked favorite boss, but my tough, he's number one toughest boss. Number two is pontiff. Cause I can't parry, but he was only like, 30 tries or something like that but pontiff it's like dude do you have like just ridiculous stamp like stamina like do you have like four clarity rings like attached to you like this is ridiculous he's just swinging like you know five times that's when i really started panic rolling but uh, uh orphan of cost like I, that dlc the old hunters dlc is still probably my number one dlc that i think that that fight's flawless and, and i know a lot of people are like oh they could have had one more good fight with the living failure and like living failure is, is just you know it's it's the setup lady maria like it's yeah. not like it's, it's still in their themes one of the best in the series i think yeah so, it's good if besides that bullshit meteor attack but uh the uh <laughs> I, like, I like bosses i think they're those bosses are under those kind of bosses are underappreciated like i like the weird just kind of super simple but also just very strange boss fights that like the living failures is just a weird ass boss fight. Like it's just odd. It doesn't. Yeah, really... and I, I actually don't mind it. It's not like one of my favorites, but I mean, I don't mind it. I don't dread it. You know, when I run through the game, but uh, like there's the you know some fights I dread like High Lord Walner. It's just like dude, I and I don't usually I do strength builds, so I can't just pestilent Mercury him. But I just you know I'll swing for his left hand first, get the two rings off, and then I just sit there. I'll ne- I'll never get hit, but I just sit there like dude, can you drop your right hand? And he's just like raising his sword like twenty times. I'm like, just I'm like, this is like a six minute fight, Walmir. Just <laughs> go into the abyss, please. Like, just like, but like, I my, I got two buddies. Um, I you know I was that guy at work who would just annoy people about this series. Like, dude, please buy it. Like, please, like you'll love it. Like, like I was uh, my buddy Tyler Cardwell, my buddy uh, Daniel Johnson. They're both Air Force Two, and uh, I got cardwell into bloodborne and he at first was like dude i don't want to play this like i'm sorry like he actually told me and i don't even care he's like i bought the game because i felt bad for you man (laughs) i was like i was like i was like like, and then and now it's his favorite game of all time he beat it and it took him like three months to beat it but he beat it and he's like i want a bloodborne 2 so bad and i can understand that from his standpoint because that was the first souls game he's played so his fix is right you know super high right now so he loved the game and it was cool to see that because now you know he's playing ds3 he's like he's like dude pairing with a shield is so much harder i'm like i know DS, he's like D, he thinks ds3 is way harder wow i thought for me bloodborne was way harder because you know at first i hid behind a shield but bloodborne what's so awesome about bloodborne's mechanics is now it's made dark souls 3 more fun for me because now i don't hide behind my shield i you know usually two-hand my weapons and just you know go to town but Blood i did say uh, a conspicuous absence of dark souls 2 as we're talking <laughs> did you oh, did you okay. play dark well, souls 2 get, yes i did um <laughs> i've only it's my least played it is my least favorite but it's still my fifth favorite game of all time that's <laughs> like that's what i tell people like they're like oh so you hate ds2 i'm like no like but it's i love it and i'll still play it if you're like do it do a playthrough now like i'll, I'll do a playthrough but i'm just so into ds3 right now and bloodborne and it's just like 
like DS2, I don't know. I, um, some of the, you know, visual aspects I'm not a big fan of, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I give kudos to the B team because I, it's tough because, it, you know, I mean, I'm such a Miyazaki mark. I love Miyazaki and his work that, you know, I was always like, oh, okay, I'm not going to play DS2. But those DLCs, they're not old Hunter DLC, but they're still amazing. Like, I love my three favorite fights in that game are Burn Ivor King, just because the entrance and then his entrance, your entrance and then his entrance, and the whole like concept of you having to recruit, you know, the, what is it, the Lois Knights is yeah. just mm-hmm. awesome. And then Sir Lawn, that was that was awesome. Like this, you know, the marble floor, the whole atmosphere of Surlon, like, you know, and then fume night, obviously, but fume night was probably my toughest for DS two, but those three, like just alone, like I would play a whole playthrough, but I loved, uh, I loved what was it, you know, and power stancing. I, I loved the PVP for DS two. I got into that a little bit. I really didn't get big into the, you know, PVP until bloodborne and DS three, but I loved DS two still. So I don't have any, I don't have negative, really anything negative to say about DS2 at all. What's your, uh, I imagine being as big of a fan as you are with the series, like what is your, what, what do you do during that lead up to these games? Because uh, as a Souls, as, as a big Souls fan myself, it's really difficult to balance. I want to see everything that's coming out versus I want to play through it the first time. Oh, you're talking about like, yeah, like when the Ring City came out and trying to, uh, I told myself, should I like wait? Should I not watch? Should I be mm-hmm. spoil free? Yeah, it took about two hours and I was like, <laughs> I watched the trailer. I was like, <laughs> and I, I knew they would probably show two bosses and, uh, but I can't not like, and I was on like um, Discord chats and like talking to people that were, you know, data, data filing before the the DLC already came out. So we were, yeah. you know, and everyone was trying to figure out, you know, the hit, the uh, show your humanity. And we're all like, you know, like sit in front of it or uh, swing with the, this sword in front of like, <laughs> everyone was trying like multiple things, typing up for this guy to try. And he's like, I can't figure it out, but uh, <laughs> I could never. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just wait. I, I'm not, I don't care about being spoiled for some gotcha. reason. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever, um, that reminds me of this trying to figure out the humanity puzzle, uh, but did you ever like go make a deep dive on like what the pendant is before they officially announced that it was just a troll from the beginning? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I was so hungry. Life. Yeah. So hungry oh. for Dark Souls content that I was like scouring the internet for what people might say, like thinking I'm going to unlock a secret somewhere. And the th- the links people would go to like the oh my I'm going to dress up in this particular outfit and I'm going to try to like use this pendant throughout mul- in multiple places around the forest and there's got to be a hidden covenant uh, or a hidden bonfire somewhere that no one's ever found and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I thought like it would be a secret boss fight for some reason. I don't know why. My one buddy's like, "What if it's Giant Dad?" I'm like, "Just stop!" <laughs> just stop. <laughs> like, just like I was like, prepare, you know, fire the base cannons. I was like, "No, please, no." I was just like, I would be like, if Miyazaki ever did that. But uh, no, I ever like the pendant. I probably I didn't search very much, but my my cousin was huge into that. He he was trying to one of the guys that tried multiple things, and then you know Miyazaki comes out. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. That's All right, totally cool, cool, Miyazaki. You're the biggest troll ever. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, just there's so many, like, the little, and I just love about the little things about the series, too. Like, that's my favorite aspect. Like, you know, the bosses, you know, are a big key to theme, like, the mm-hmm. story. But it's like, 
like moments that like you don't forget from the series, like uh, whether it be a little cutscene, like uh, one of the few cutscenes they do. Um, just or you know when you beat a boss, like whatever your moment was, like my favorite moment, and people think it's uh, you know like really is when you go into the Yorm fight because I had so much hope for Yorm, mm-hmm. and you know giant fights are really just, they're just tough to do I think, and I was a little upset about the Storm Ruler thing, um, you know because you just obliterate Yorm, but. I went, I did this, you know, the Siegward quest line and like for some reason when you walk in there and then Siegward, you know, does this whole spiel like, you know, Siegward Knights of Katarina, I've come to uphold my promise. Like I got goosebumps, like I got chills. And then when, but it's not like that scene, it's right after when he just like dead sprints at Yorm and you're just sitting there and he just yells, ah, you know, at the top is like, I was so jacked. I was like, Siegward's the man I didn't even, <laughs> in my first, yeah and i was like this is like it was just like i got goosebumps and people are like like you know like that's just weird like and it's like you know i, I don't you know i don't care like that this is like the little things in those games like the little details like i love that about the games yeah it's uh that, that yorm fight specifically because i was lucky enough to get that quest on my first playthrough without like being spoiled about it or anything so i think it was my second playthrough i got it you're just walking through and like him showing up was just such a badass moment like i loved it so much <laughs> it was he's so much fun God, like he, yeah. i'm like and then uh you know everyone thinks maybe he dies after the fight and i'm like uh but uh I was just like, I love, cause I loved Siegmeier. Like I love Solaire. Don't get me wrong. Like I got Solaire, you know, t-shirts and stuff like that. But I, I love the Knights of Katarina. Like they're probably the onion bros are like my favorite. So yeah. I loved Siegward. Like when, I, when I saw him, you know, the first time in the first playthrough, I didn't know about the whole, you had to get halfway down the ladder to, you know, fight the first demon or whatever. What is, uh, but, I, like you mentioned that you don't, kind of have the hate of Dark Souls 3 that a lot of the community has. I hesitate to say hate, but let's just say, like, the, yeah, the yeah. No, casual no, dislike. Um, was Like, as a big fan of Dark Souls 1, especially being a lore guide, uh, did you feel like the, those stories really worked for you? Because that's, that's usually the big complaint, is, like, they took these characters from the old game and didn't really do anything with them. So I'm curious to get your perspective on it. I, like, take, like, the Abyss Watchers, for example, like, tying them to Artorias. Like, I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. Like, I don't, like, my whole thing is, is, like, you know, tons of people that are huge DS2 advocates, and they didn't have much, you know, DS2 in this game, or, you know, ties up. But I don't really, like, get mad about that or, like, you know, look really deep into it. I just enjoy the story for what it is. Um, it's, like, I'm just playing the game first reacting you know to everything that's happening second i'll enjoy the story and you know we're not the ones that create the story it's you know miyazaki and his team they're the ones that you know you know we can create our theories and everything like that and you know they're the ones that are you know going to make the boss names make the area names they're the ones that do it so obviously they had you know a purpose on why they wanted you know the abyss watchers be the abyss watchers and tied to artorias so i don't really get in you know i don't really get into that that much Okay, so that that's, that that really doesn't bother you or anything. Nope, not at all. Like I know it bothers some people. It bothers my cousin a lot. He does not. He like he's not a big fan of it. But <laughs> he's more, but he's more just into the mechanics. He loves the mechanics of the game. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but to jump back into PvP, if you didn't get into it in Dark Souls One, when when did you really start doing it? DS3. Uh, okay, hands that down. was the, and I okay. still that's all I do now because I you know beat the game multiple times. So now I'm just doing undead matches, all invaded, 
um, I just love PvP because like you see so many different types of builds. So, yeah, everyone's now just carrying around the ring paired Night Great Swords, which is fantastic because I can't parry them and I die in a two combo, three combo. But uh, the PvP aspect, yeah, my first real like experience in DS3 was at after Pontiff. You know, it's just that huge little circle area. It's just it's still so packed today. You can just it takes me like two seconds to invade, um, but. And then I didn't really understand Blade of the Dark Moon and how that worked. So I was just like, what? wait, <laughs> or why, why did he disappear? Like, I need more help. No, I need more help. I'm, like, why are you going away? <laughs> I was like, he's like, oh, uh, then I found out he's like, you know, he only has to kill like the one invader. I, I, I forgot how it works. But and uh, so just learning all the covenants and stuff like that, because I never really got into the covenants of DS1. Like I was so just me- DS1. My I was just so mesmerized by like just. I don't even know it's just a game like i don't know like i wasn't like looking into like you know certain details till after a few playthroughs but like i was just so obsessed with the bosses you know and just the whole like i was just obsessed with artorius let's just get it <laughs> but, like, i, I like, mean there, there's a reason like he's the most badass character in the series he's my favorite boss he's my number one favorite boss in the entire series um but yeah when i go through my five like usually like i don't know this might surprise some people like my number one's artorius uh, Lothric and Lorien's number two, and people are like, "What?" And I'm like, "I for some reason, I like I just get in the flow with that fight. I can do that fight, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm you know the greatest Souls player ever, but like I can do that fight without you know getting hit. Gale, I can't, but like <laughs> Gale's too long. <laughs> but uh, Lothric and Lorien, I just I love the theme. I love like I love how it depends on RNG. I know some people don't like it. Um, you know, I've had some fights where he goes batshit crazy teleporting, and then I've had some where he doesn't teleport that much. So it changes the fight, and I like that um, a little bit. So I love Lothic and Lorien. I love the Abyss Watchers, Soul Ascender, Madeir, Frida, after I beat her in the third phase, obviously. But sure, yeah. I feel like Bloodborne, though, had... <sighs> Bloodborne's bosses like the the few that i love i love bloodborne's story the most and i know you'd love the the chalice dungeon so we can get into that later <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't have to get into it just just yes or no is, is usually what i ask people yes excellent good 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 <laughs> uh i was they it has so much potential like it i feel like you know some of the bosses were a little lazy um you could you know diversify the areas a little bit but I loved what they were trying to go for. Like, I loved it. Like, I loved the idea of, you know, three-layer dungeons. There's a boss at the, each level. Like, you got to, you know, there's, you know, a trick. You can get tricked uh, with going. There's traps. I love it. There was, it was a great, it was, and I still have fun. It's just, you know, the Defiled Chalice. I never want to fight Defiled Ami ever again. So it's just like, <laughs> like I love the Headless Bloodletting Beast. Like that fight's just brutal. Like, I mean, I, Man, I hate that fight. I, I hate that fight, it. but I want to, I love fighting Queen Yarnum because I usually never die after like two or three tries, but I just love her fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish she, I, just, I wish she showed up outside of, and I know they can't before like achievement purposes or whatever, but I wish she showed up outside of just that one chalice. Like I wish she would be a random boss. I know the other that would have been cool. Like uh, maybe after ROM or something. I don't know, but that's it, actually it, like my, my, my biggest wish for those chalice dungeons is that they had reincorporated all of like the DLC enemies and DLC bosses and put more bosses. Like I wish that I wish we had gotten like some love in the chalice, like in the chalice dungeon expansion pack, right? That's what exactly. I'm Exactly. Charge so, like, me $20. I'll buy it right now. I will buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it right now. Like, 
the watchdog, that was a cool design. Like that was a cool, like he's, you know, just to the chalice dungeons and like the bloodletting beast. That's cool. Like just keep making more of those. Don't put like, you know, the, uh, like, what would it be like the fire, like kind of like the fire. I don't know what she was. Uh, It's like the witch thing. I think it's like the second dungeon. I'm not sure. Oh, the, um, Oh, uh, the keep the keeper, keeper, keeper of, of the, the old lords, lords or, or whatever. Old, yeah, I'm keeper like, of the old lords. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool, but I'm like, God, you could like, there's so you have so many boss fights in these dungeons that you could just make the coolest things. Like when I saw Abridus again, I was like, ah, like come on, like you know, like or mm-hmm. Amigdala. I was like, you have so much, you know, like. Uh, that's what bothered me was like seeing a lot of the multiple enemies, but I love the Chalice dungeons. I don't know why people don't like, you know. I love the Chalice Dungeons, so. I uh, I kind of want to, since like we're recording this right before E3, but uh, I kind of want to just create a very quick image that just shows, that's like a DLC page on the PSN that says Chalice Dungeon Expansion Pack and then list a bunch of stuff and then just circulate it on Tumblr and see how much. That's, <laughs> she just that's what you do. <laughs> that's, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> if anybody out there is listening and wants to, wants to do that for E3 2018, Please. go right ahead. <laughs> Chalice Dungeon Pack. Just let me know. <laughs> do you think Bloodborne's 2 is coming no, in the next no. five years? No. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Sony has a... They have a, a very valuable property in Bloodborne. So I think it would behoove them to dump a bunch of money onto From's doorstep and say, make me a Bloodborne. Like, make me another game. Uh, I'm hoping that after From's experience with Namco and Namco demanding sequel after sequel and kind of the way that the that the series, I'm not going to say declined, but I think lost some of its magic from the first yeah. game to the third game. Uh, I'm hoping that they take that experience and they say, okay, well, we'll give you another game that is loosely bloodborne but like it's not going to be like yarnum part two like we're you not want gonna cowboy be... right you want yeah like I, I've, I've said that a lot like and, and people <laughs> almost regret saying it now because it's kind of become a thing and i'm like uh, i mean like it, i think that'd be a good idea I, really it would what be I was cool for. like because i i'm from i'm originally from idaho so it's not like you know like growing up in that where like you know my grandfather you know always wears cowboy stuff i heard grow up you know watching john wayne movies and stuff like that so i I think that would be awesome. There's, there's so much you could do with that. Um, but you know, my dream is like, uh, star Wars in dark souls form. Like that would just be ridiculous. I think that'd be so cool, but that would never happen because Disney. So. Yeah. Disney and, um, <laughs> Disney and, I mean, everything. like you're getting close to that stuff with like the surge, right? Like we're getting, we're getting yes. like kind of sci-fi stuff, which is, is getting, I haven't played it myself, but we're getting like somewhat. Yeah. Positive. I haven't played it. I don't know if I will or not, but, um, like, you know, different types. Of, I try to branch out to different RPGs, but I'm just so biased as the soul. It's bad. Like I need to branch out, but I'm like, got that so, soul's man. Got his soul's I'm itis. Just biased to it. And I'm just like, like I, and I know some tons of people love it and I'm still bitter. It beat bloodborne for awards. It, it's the Witcher three. I could not, I did not like the Witcher three. Um, I didn't like the combat. I, I like, I was just like, I, I couldn't get into it at all. Like, and I tried Witcher 2 and I couldn't get into it. Like, I was just like, because I was just so biased as Dark Souls. I'm like, I need to quit, you know, having this mindset that these are the only games I should play. Like, but near, near Automata or near Automata, however you say it, uh, that was one of the games I finally, you know, branched off of and, and, and enjoyed. Here's so. a good one. Have you done all like the multiple endings? I've only done Route A so far, so I haven't like I'm, I'm ready to get done, into yeah, Route I've A. Yeah, I've only done Route A, so I haven't. Yeah. I, that's why like I'm gonna go through a guide this next time and yeah. try to 
yeah. I'm gonna, the, so I'm gonna, uh, time. the original Nier uh, that came out for like 360 and PS3, the uh, New Game Plus ending B and then C and D completely changed the context of those games, of that game, excuse me. And uh, so I cannot wait to see, because this, this is supposed to expand on that even more dramatically. So I cannot wait to see Holy what's going crap. to happen. Yeah. Because I was like, how many realism. endings are there? There's like. There's literally 26 endings. Yeah. So like A through Z. And I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm like, huh? I'm like, mm, but he's like 26. And I'm like, no, but you can end the game. Like just any, like at any time, really. Like I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's yeah. like this game's confusing. I'm like, he's like, I, at first I, it was confusing. Like, I was like, where do I go right now? Like, um, but I love that game. The music was. Go look up the, uh, like, the soundtrack for the first game too. Cause I think the first game soundtrack is just beautiful. I like, probably it, it's, will it's, go do that. Cause like, after and it's the I, same style too. It's the same composer I, and everything. Yeah. I bought like, I didn't buy, I just went on YouTube and downloaded like every song with <laughs> without vocals. And, and like, I'll play it at work and people are like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, don't judge. Like, this is like, I, I listen to video game music like crazy. I listen to Souls music like crazy. And people are like, why? Like, why do you listen to that stuff? And I'm like, a lot of it's soothing. Like, I, I don't know why I can do, you know, work with it. Uh, I can work around the room and with it on, um, especially Nier's music. Oh, my God. Like, some of that's just so soothing. But then it has, you know, like the first boss, like you were saying, like, that's, that theme's probably one of my favorites in the game. But... Yeah, I was glad I finally branched out of Soulsborne for a little while. <laughs> and now you're right back in. <laughs> right, I'm, yeah, I'm just right back in. Um, yeah, I, some part of me wants a Bloodborne too, but I don't. I don't know. I'll just. I love playing Bloodborne for what it is. I, I just love the story. And I'm, what do you? Uh, what do you want to see from him next? Then, like, what, what's your what's your ideal game? God, I don't know. Like, that's. Uh, I just so obsessed. Like, people are, you know, some people are tired of DS. Like, I could play Dark Souls like it was Final Fantasy. That wouldn't be good for the series, but. I Actually, I think care. that would be, to be honest, I think that would be better for the series if they literally just you called do? it Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 and it had nothing to do, but like patches showed up in every game. Like, that's fine. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, just like, because I don't even know what Final Fantasy's on now. Um, I'm not a big, I've never really got into that series, but. I know, you know, it's a super long series, but I don't know. Um, I'm not, I'm just not picky. Like if they give me anything, I'm going to eat it up pretty much. So um, as long as Miyazaki's at the helm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's at the helm of everything. He's president of the company now. So like that's literally everything that comes out is him. (laughs) My Lord and Savior Miyazaki is as long as, yeah, that's all I care about. Well, Adam, thank you so much for uh, getting up early on a Saturday morning and spending some time with me. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, it's all good. Thank you very much. Where can uh, people find you on the internet should they choose to do so? If they want to. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not a, I, I'm pretty much just only on Twitter and I haven't memorized my name. I'm pulling it up right now, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really that big, like into the whole shout out. It's a, uh, they can find me on Twitter at Red Sox diehard 11. I know crazy but uh that's pretty much it like i'm i I won't shout out anything else i'm good okay cool well thank you again for guesting man this has been a really good time no thank you i was looking forward to this for about a year and when you first told me it was gonna be like a year you're like yeah i'll get you in may and i was like damn like good for him but i'm like i want to be on like (laughs) i know (laughs) man it's awesome like like, yeah congratulations on like how far it's come because it's like it's 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 so cool to see like you know where you know just like we were saying like the community so it's cool to see how far the podcast has come 
Yeah, it's so. um, it's it's been great, but I, I do feel bad for like having this guest list that's been on. Like I've been, you know, I've been keeping track of people, but you know, it just it just takes forever because for a variety of reasons, like we don't really need to go into it. And but just, yeah, it just takes forever. So thank you, you for being patient. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. And just some of the people, like Open Mike Eagle, that was awesome. Like what? that was. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> that was awesome. Like I was just like, what? I was like, and I listened to that episode like twice because, and he, you know, seems just like such a good dude. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's very laid back, dude. He does other podcasts. You should go seek that out. There's other cast up too. Probably cool. going to, but yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you for everything. This was awesome, man. Well, as always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. That has links to all of our previous episodes, including the one that Adam just mentioned from Open Mike Eagle that you might want to go take a look at. If you want to get previews, go to the Instagram, don't give up skellies. And because we're some going to squad, so don't give up skeleton. It's really annoying. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Go to Don't Give Up Skellies. I post up quick videos of uh, just previews of every podcast that goes up every week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Leave me an iTunes review. uh, Shout me out on Twitter. Tell your friends. All that stuff. Thanks. And remember, don't give up skeleton. And we're good. Thank you, man. No, that was was fun, man. I was glad to get all the souls off my chest. Now I'm just going to try to beat the game. There you go.